Hello, awesome marketer. Let me ask you a question before we start today's episode. Are you looking to plan your content calendar more efficiently, save time across your team, and publish social content like a pro? If so, you're in luck, because Planable allows you to do this and much more. Planable is the content collaboration tool that makes it easy for marketing teams to preview, plan, approve, and publish social media content six times faster for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Google My Business, and TikTok, all in one place. So go to planable.io slash old school to find out more. Our podcast listeners will get 30% off for three months by using the coupon code old school after choosing the plan that fits your needs. Once again, go to www.planable.io slash old school and get 30% off for three months by using the coupon old school at checkout. I cannot wait to see you breezing through your content and your plan like a pro. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello, team. Today we are channeling... Trying to think about the word for the energy we're channeling. Um, I'm going to say chaotic, but is, is that a positive word that can fit with chaotic? Because I feel, aside from this beautiful moment of joy, the rest of our days are equally as crazy. So Becca, help me with a word. Help me with a word. Chaotic is, is a strong one. It's just like, the, you know, the meme where the, is it a dog? It walks into a house and it's like everything is on fire. You know, that sounds really bad though, doesn't it? No, that sounds even worse. It's not. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> We're not helping each other's case, even if sadly that's literally the little the little gif I was thinking about. And I thought everything is okay. And then he's drinking his little coffee and then everything is on fire. We're fine, dear listener. We're fine. Just in case you're worrying about us, Becca and Fab are fine. But between a lot of things are happening and then just to do a bit of a nostalgic note, having the course finishing this week at time of recording. So next week is going to be graduation week when you're listening. So we're kind of supporting the students with their final project. And it's really exciting. It's really good to see them grow, but it's also really sad. I don't want them to leave ever. If you're listening and you're a student, I don't want you to leave. <laughs> I'm not going to allow you to leave. So we'll see. But um, it was such a fun experience for my side. Obviously, I did. I was there every single session, even if teachers like Becca taught a couple as well but it was so great to see the growth over the past six weeks if you want to find out more or marketingschool.com slash learn as always but I want to ask you actually before we jump in and I'm going to jump in with a bank by the way just to kind of warn us Becca how was your experience as a as a teacher because you taught two classes with us as well I did it was very fun it was different for me because I've given lots of talks before but they're usually in a sort of like talking to a kind of big audience way away you're not getting feedback because it's just the event doesn't suit that it's too many people not enough time like most of these times when you give a talk you've got like 20 minutes on the dot 
and you can't go over and they take like one question. So you don't get the audience interaction at all, which is sometimes a bit sad. But doing these workshops was so much fun because you get to talk to the students and find out like what they're interested in, what, you know, if they've got questions, you can actually have a proper conversation around it and get to know them. And I I feel you when you say that you're going to miss them because they're such a lovely group of people. And yeah, it was really fun. It was really nice to do it. And I think as well, it's we're at an interesting time in the social media world. And so I kind of feel like they're actually quite lucky to be coming into it now because I feel like things are changing and it's going to be quite an exciting few months or year based on, well, I'm just thinking, comparing it to last year when we think we started with Clubhouse and then that basically had some knock-on effect to all of the other platforms copying it. I think if you're just like, dipping your toe in the water it's like it's quite a good time it's quite a good time so yeah it's been really fun and genuinely I said it already but it's been so good to have like teachers like Becca and we have six teachers as well as myself because it really gives these different voices with different experiences and because it goes from the well-rounded elements of social media which both of us talk a lot about but also you know the strategy sales and it's interesting to see that even for topics like sales students were like oh Actually, I didn't know about this. This new concept really reframed the way that I looked at sales. It really made me see that sometimes we assume that we know certain things. And obviously, we're very much into the social media side of things because that's what we talk about as well every week. But it's really nice to see the, the change and the transformation in the students. So again, if you're a student, I see you. Thank you so much for all of your hard work. And I'm so proud of you. If you're not a student, I'm still proud of you because today that's the vibe we're going to give. Again, not thinking about the little the little dog with the hat <laughs> drinking the coffee in the middle of the fire. So I'm going to start with the bang, Becca, if you're ready for it. And I'm just going to say, don't, don't be upset. Don't cry. But Facebook is shutting down its college student only social network campus. I know. How dare they? How dare they? I don't, I can't. This is, this, this is some big news, Fab. This is, whoa. I was like, what is that? I genuinely was like, hi, social media today. What? What is going on? You know what? And then, then we're going to actually talk a little bit more seriously about this. But what what made me... Okay, what made me laugh that probably shouldn't have is that this kind of student-only social network or campus, it reminds me of how Facebook was born. So I was like, is Facebook doing a throwback at Facebook? Because that's where a lot of the early adopters were, wasn't it? It was like a way to get people connected in the same university and campus. So I was like, what is going on? Is this a throwback? I don't even know it was there. It, am I the only one, Becca? Because I genuinely didn't know what they were talking about with this campus thing. No, I I didn't actually know either. And like you said, I was like, oh, I, I assumed some people might still use Facebook like for the same purpose. A little bit which I can get onto but no I didn't know that this was like it's all it's whole little thing big thing when you read a piece of news about this campus social network it actually says <laughs> Facebook attempted so I love that the beginning of the article is attempted <laughs> to return to its roots so it's kind of like they kind of tried and also it's interesting because this happened at the time of um, of COVID so it was 2024 which means it was at a time, again, where maybe there was the intent to try and get students to connect again because they couldn't really go to their campus. But again, Facebook then ca- casually said, well, we're going to actually shut this down in March. So it's actually going to be down by the time you listen to this because it was shut down this, this week as we're recording. And 
again, the idea is all to is almost an idea of supporting students via Facebook groups, but in a more controlled way. Uh, but I just found it really interesting because, again, it kind of shows that, in a way, community for community's sake is not necessarily always the answer. That's kind of how I read it a bit because it's like, this is okay. This is going to be really harsh again, but you can't really save a sinking ship sometimes if you know what I mean. But it's interesting because I expected communities maybe to be one of the places where Facebook still had a bit of a way and a bit of a lead way. But I don't know if it's telling us something bigger. But again, it's also quite a funny bit of news because a lot of people are like, sorry, campus what? But I don't know if I don't know if it's making sense what I'm saying, but I've seen a lot of things they tried and this one I wasn't expecting to be maybe as much of a, of a flunk as it has been. Yeah, I think it's interesting because they obviously Facebook did start out in a similar way and it worked for them and that's why we're here today basically but I'm also not surprised that it's failed essentially partly because of when they decided to launch it I think that's probably got a lot to do with it but also thinking about who's using Facebook now if you were about to go to college or to uni would you you might use Facebook maybe to find people at your uni maybe people on your course maybe if you're looking for like events to go to I think there's still people using it for that but not as heavily as we might have seen a few years ago and also I'm thinking like the demographics of people generally at that age Facebook is not really on their radar the same way it was way back you know they're going to be on Snapchat organizing these things maybe Instagram even I don't think this pilot from Facebook was a big enough thing to make people go, oh, yeah, I want to re-download the Facebook app and organise everything through there. I just don't, I can't see it. I can't see, um, I mean, no, just no. Where was the, where was the reasoning, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you hit the nail on the head, though. It was, I mean, it actually says it in the, in the piece that we, that I kind of, found that was related to this um, underwhelming slightly news which is that Facebook was trying to appeal to a younger generation and I agree with you it's like well we need to remember that usually we would want to go where people want to head first however talking about community there's another interesting thing because then there's also a um, slippery slope when it comes to you know meet people while they're at let me explain obviously this is something that I talk about in my community uh, principles Oh my God, community design principles. There we go. Workshop on the course, which also was the favorite of quite a few people because I think it's quite new as a concept and it doesn't just talk about social media. It talks about private communities, different types of communities. And a lot of community building experts and community experts will tell you, go where people are at. But I'll give you one more case study. And this is also a shout out, but also an interesting case study. So it's very... Uh, trying to be objective but I love 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 the little later social club and I actually have been relatively active at using it and just saying hi and kind of checking in maybe not every week but it's on slack or it was on slack and now currently they're actually moving it so if you don't know later apologies is the social media scheduling app and they have this social club that is like a massive community on slack that has been quite active however I mean if it's active even if it's all going in that direction I think it's still the same people that are a bit more proactive there. And because of that, or for other reasons that I didn't really obviously go in and inquire too much about, 
they are moving it back now into I think their existing community for users, kind of like that has a bit of community piece, but also like a lot of support elements. And I just found it really interesting because it was in one of those communities when you're like genuinely nobody's talking and you're like, okay. But there's part of me that is thinking, going back to my initial point of community experts telling you go where your people already are. I think we also need to understand the association and the perception of the place that you're kind of creating. Because, for example, Slack, unless it's for work, if that is kind of work, but a bit more networking, maybe some people are like, well, I don't want to be visible on Slack because I'm on Slack all day talking to my people and talking to my to my, and to my colleagues and or clients, whoever they are. So maybe you say, actually, I want to get away from it. And obviously that comes with challenges, I want to say, like actually then moving people to a new platform. But I think it's something to remember because you often read go where people are already, you know, create a place that is safe for them in the spaces they're already constantly checking. And there are some pros in that. But I also find that especially right now, because communication is so much happening online, you might hit a snag if you're not clever enough to think about the different variables. Is it making sense? And what do you think? Because I found it really interesting that they're moving away from it based on still the fact that it wasn't completely dormant as a platform and has a community for later. Yeah, I think it's a big one, isn't it? And I I think it just ties into this. It makes sense what you're saying, by the way. There's a, I feel like there's a big shift and there has been about how we kind of manage communities online at the moment and what that looks like and things that have worked previously I don't know if they've got if they've got legs to carry on working that way in the same way it's it comes down to people spending their time differently online and and what apps are they going to what social networks are they going to and I'm going to bring up my old favorite here TikTok TikTok okay great app great network is very very interactive and you could argue has a huge sense of community and I think it does but does it facilitate like a specific place for a community to like hang out and chat and share things and well, no it doesn't it just kind of I suppose in my head I'm imagining all these people just sort of like hovering around like their common interest or common creator that kind of thing and then you look back and you've got other networks like Slack, which is very, that's got a purpose. People know why they're there. It's very, it's very specific. And if you're not there for that purpose, you almost don't need it. And then the example of like Facebook is like, mm, okay, it's sort of the purpose feels like it's now a bit murky. It's not clear anymore. People have like fallen out of love with the app. It's like an uphill battle. And I think as time goes on we might see maybe tools coming up a bit like slack that if they've got a very specific purpose and a very specific like this will this will do this for you i can see it working but if you just try to like push one out like oh yeah we just want to capture everybody i don't think it's going to work i think i think users are too savvy and users aren't prepared to give up that time to try it out because they're like well i want to spend my time with something i know that works or just watching you know content or what have you i can give you a couple more tips on that because you really highlighted some important points that i talk about also in the workshop but in general so i own one community and soon to obviously have another one because we really want to create a safe space for our alumni for marketing school as well that's really important for us 
and obviously have a community that have been running for eight years. And one of the students during one of the workshops asked me, so is it worth it or how much time it takes? And I was like, it's incredibly time consuming. I love it, but it's a massive mammoth project in itself to run a really well-oiled community. Because as you said, you need to constantly evolve with your audience. And to give you a tip on that perspective of, well, if I'm going somewhere else that is not the place where they're already at, what is the biggest obstacle? To me, is, uh, is like returning to the platform. If you get them to create a habit, just like you will have a habit to go on Instagram in the morning, which I know that a lot of us do. And even if you pretend that you don't, I see you. But if you can get your people, your community members to go back and create a habit to check in even just every day, then from passive they become active, which is like the holy grail of community. You turn them into active users and you high five yourself, you high five your team, you're like, we got it. Because we're naturally very passive. And I love they use the example of TikTok because again, the best communities are the ones where we gather information, we comment if we want, but it's really a lot about it is, and this is okay, by the way, it's not a criticism to us as humans, but we tend to be, you know, speaking up or asking questions when we need something, when we want to share something, or when we want to amplify something. I would love to say that we do it from the kindness of our hearts, but a lot of the time there's a, there's a gain for us. And that's okay. That's just how we work. And so I think you raised some incredible points. And these are just a couple of add-ons from somebody who's been doing this for a very long time. And I constantly learn about it. And I constantly just tell myself, why do I keep doing this? But then I see the transformation. I see the relationships that are built and I'm like okay it's worth it but it's a lot a lot of time so I just want to say that I have one point that I want to raise today which I think is going to be literally turning this episode into six hours maybe maybe not which is <clears throat> uh, well TikTok 10 minutes just because I know that it might raise first of all Beckham actually put so many hats on she's going to just crush under the weight of her hats but that's what I'm going to say TikTok, 10 minute video length. Tell me more. <laughs> Firstly, I said to somebody, the, uh, I think it was yesterday, I was putting on one of my hats and they looked at me and they were like, hats? How many hats have you got? And I was like, oh, you need to listen to this. You've obviously been missing out on our hat conversations. But yeah, okay, TikTok, 10 minutes. Um, mm, I had I had slight like... <sighs> frustration I think a little bit when I heard this because I was like oh no TikTok don't let me down like this what are you doing this is not the one like why but I think essentially TikTok own the short form video space they own it we've got and we've seen Instagram attempting to do that with reels we've seen YouTube jump on the bandwagon with YouTube shorts and I think the way I look at it, look at it, where we've seen these platforms jump and try to match TikTok, the benefit, if you like, if you want to say, is that Instagram and YouTube, definitely YouTube, both have the capacity to for users to upload longer videos if you want, if that's going to suit your content better, or maybe shorts are almost a bit like a, when I say short, YouTube shorts, perhaps they're like a, a highlight of your longer video, that kind of thing. So, it works. I think what TikTok are doing are saying, hey, for those creators where you've maybe got a very engaged community and you've got something longer to say, 
then now this means that you can host it all on the place where your audience are most engaged, probably, rather than being like, oh, to watch the full video, hop over to YouTube. However, the way that people use TikTok is that we have such a short attention span and I talk about this and I've mentioned this in workshops as well you've usually only got three seconds to capture somebody whether it's an ad or just a regular organic video you have to grab them like straight away or they're going to scroll past another thing about TikTok's interface is that it doesn't make it immediately clear how long the video is going to be when you first start watching it and I just feel like there's going to be a little bit of Potential frustration from users if they either get hooked in and think, oh, this is great. Oh my gosh, this is a long video. This is 10 minutes. Wow. Because it's not the easiest. You absolutely can scrub through a video on TikTok when it's longer, but it's not the easiest user interface. You can sometimes accidentally click onto a different tab. And I think YouTube is a good example of actually when you've got a longer piece of content, it's easier to jump around. But I just question it because I think there's, they already increased it to three minutes a few months ago. And I've not really seen that take off very much. On the odd occasion, you will get one through and it's like, okay, this actually makes sense. I can see why this is a three minute video and I'll watch it. 10 minutes just seems a little bit too long. And for me, what I know about the platform and how I know, what I know in terms of performance, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, Fab. And I'm just questioning what they're doing because TikTok are my, you know, ride or die. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm your homie TikTok. Don't do yeah. this to me. I got thoughts and I love what you mentioned. And I'm going to, and I'm going to double down if that's all right. Thoughts. And again, yeah. you lovely person. Now you're listening because Becca suggested you to listen. Get ready for our conspiracy theory hat coming out and a skeptical hat. So this, these are our hats. And in case you're a new listener, hello. Our hats is what we wear when we're trying to figure out things or we're trying to speculate why something happened. So I'm going to put so, lots of hats on myself. First thought was, going back to what you said, was about, you know, going on TikTok and actually staying there for 10 minutes. And why, if you want to put it this way, TikTok was like, we're doing it for the users. Why? Because maybe if you're a creator that does a demo, a creator that does a makeup tutorial, you know, if it takes you 10 minutes to do it, then you will have to do it in parts. And so you're like, well, I want to make sure that people don't get frustrated and be like, oh, part one only did half of it. So I need to go to part two or part three. See, to me, that is not, I mean, obviously, it's not a negative if people go to part two and part three. But actually, I see that quite as a nice thing if you can break it down correctly, because it, it, it gets people to consume more content. So I think that's one of the things that TikTok allegedly said was one of the issues that they wanted to, to fix. But to me, it's not even as much of an issue to add different parts. That's one thing. But then the other thing, which is to me even more important, is, as you said, going back to user intent and how users use the app. Even from, um, and we talk a lot about UX, we talk a lot about user experience because it's important to us because obviously when you use the app, you actually navigate it. Just to me, TikTok, unless you use it on a laptop, which rarely we do, even more so than things like Instagram, it doesn't really serve as much for in-depth tutorial because I just will struggle. You know, if you think about the beauty of YouTube is that you can have little chapters or you can see the different elements. You can just skip through as um, John talks about who they are and why they're here. Like, yeah, John, I don't care. Show me what I need. Show me. And that's the truth. And that's why, you know, big platforms and especially like educational or tech platforms are 
reviving the idea of a YouTube channel because, I mean, even tantalizing, because right now we don't have the time, but even I tantalize with the idea because when it comes to uh, actionable, practical tutorials, it just looks nicer, it's easier to navigate, you can stop it a bit more easily, you can, and usually if it's something that is a bit more educational, I mean, you have your iPad, you have your phone, but regardless, a lot of the time you have your laptop on, so you can really stop it, maybe write down notes, or maybe, you know, do your own makeup if you're doing it that way. To me, it just makes more sense. And it's like, okay, YouTube is trying to do the other way around, where they're trying to own shorts, which I don't think is going to necessarily go down as splendidly. I haven't really looked at stats, and I think we're probably going to have to wait until at least the end of the year to see how YouTube shorts are actually doing. But similarly, I cannot see from a TikTok side, I'm like, I think that the 10 minute videos really work well for something like a tutorial. YouTube is only in that space. Okay, TikTok, you can try that. But because as you said, I don't see it being, this is for the users as much as this is for the platform to make sure that we can take on platforms like YouTube even more. I don't know if it's gonna stick. A bit like the little TikTok stories. I'm like, eh, mm, ah. So these are all of my thoughts. I'm gonna take out all of my hats because it's getting really hot in here. But tell me, tell me, because obviously I'm bringing a different perspective with actually looking at the way we use YouTube. Tell me how you feel about that and if that is actually a valid point on top of all the great things you said as well. So in terms of people wanting YouTube for longer content? Yeah, I think yeah. That, that's what I saw was, for me, that was my biggest objection. It was like, but it's so clear that that's where they hold the space. And I know that you want to try and yeah. jump into the space, but I'm like, why, why? No, exactly. And I, th- I completely agree with what you're saying as well. When you're watching, um, whether it's a longer tutorial or just something like with chapters, and I think we can see that YouTube have put a lot of effort into making that a really good hub for that kind of content because of those changes. So they've brought in automatic chapters or you can obviously edit them yourselves. And it just feels like a nice experience. You can skip you can port, like whatever, it's easy. It's easy to browse that content and come back to it or stop it or find a specific bit. TikTok doesn't feel like that. And I think that this is gonna be a problem. I think as well, imagine if you're scrolling through TikTok and you come across one of these 10 minute videos, I would feel a little bit like this isn't what I'm here for. I'm here on TikTok because I want a short burst of entertainment probably, you know, with some maybe tutorials and things sprinkled in. I want short burst. I'm not here. If I wanted long content, I would have opened the YouTube app to begin with. So I feel like that's a real, it's a bit of a disconnect between how people are using the app, because exactly as you're saying, like, yeah, if people want long con- um, want to watch long content, they're just programmed, and I think rightly so, to go to YouTube. TikTok doesn't feel like that place. I wonder if there's a potential, maybe, if 10 minute videos don't show up in the regular feed, maybe they live somewhere on your profile. This isn't what's happening. This is just me kind of wishing. But maybe if they live somewhere specific on your profile, or you had like a long videos playlist on your TikTok profile, maybe that would work because then you could sort of point to them in your shorter videos and go, hey, I've talked about this long for longer go watch it. It's it's pinned on my profile, something like that. Maybe that could work. Maybe that could drive people to your profile, build followers, all the rest of it. But I just, again, it just feels a little bit like, hmm, doesn't seem right. You know, most people, as I said, you've got such a short window of time to capture their attention. And even then, and I'm guilty of this, 
I'll be watching something on TikTok and I might be enjoying it, but I still might scroll, which sounds really bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm ready for the next thing, you know, like I've got the gist of this, I'll, I'll move on. So I uh, just, it does feel like there's a big disconnect and that ultimately I've, yeah, long form content, especially a video, is, is YouTube's bag. There is a lot of things that I think are interesting to actually look at when it comes to this, especially with what you talked about. And just to wrap, wrap this up, because again, seeing how it's going to evolve, I think will give us a better idea of can we understand how TikTok is using it? I love that you, we keep giving gold, by the way, gold to the social media teams, gold. If you're listening, we're giving you ideas, we're giving you features, we're going to flip. I mean, we're just, just giving it for free, basically. So you're welcome. But another thing I was going to say, just, just to put my conspiracy hat on, because this one is a good one. I had a light bulb and I was like, what if TikTok is doing this? Because they actually are seeing that maybe, and I'm just saying maybe, Instagram is going to become the rival when it comes to the short form. I'm not saying that it might be as popular, but I'm saying that because they're like, ah, video is the thing. And everybody eventually is clicking on that. And it's like, yeah, video is the thing. And even even good old photo dumps are, start, are starting to fade away into the distance a touch more. I'm kind of like, maybe Instagram is eventually starting to feel like a threat when it comes to that. I'm not saying that it's necessarily very ethical. I'm not saying necessarily it's right, but that's what it is. You know, you see that, you know, people are posting one reel a day. And obviously, in a way, it's good because then it means you can jump on TikTok and do the same. But also, I'm feeling maybe TikTok is feeling that pressure of being, well, we could actually move some of these millennials or slightly older audiences into TikTok. They're not already there. But now, because Instagram is serving its purpose in its own way, it's going to be a lot harder to transition them to our short form video instead of, you know, instead of Instagrams because they're already there and they already have their audience there. So, this is very conspiracy theory. And it's kind of saying, what if actually Instagram is succeeding at doing it right when it comes to short form? And that's where I'm going to leave that today. Back. So. <laughs> it's not what we wanted to hear, is it? No, but then I kind of agree. And I kind of think you might be right. Because I'm just thinking about people who, like maybe millennials, who have been on um been on Instagram longer and TikTok they probably have a TikTok account but maybe they're you know not as interested in making the content or maybe they don't have a following there and now that Instagram's real offering is is kind of up to par pretty like you know I still think there's a little bit of room for improvement but like it's fine like oh yeah imagine if you've already had a following on Instagram at this point would you go I'll just stick with Instagram so maybe TikTok are feeling Oh, Fab, you've opened a can of worms. You've opened a can of worms. I'm, I'm... I did it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to lighten it up to finish up today. I'm going to lighten it up. Does anybody... I wanted to think about it if you're a listener, obviously, because you can't answer to us. Does anybody remember the days of Tumblr? Wow, Tumblr, wow. Tumblr. So two things happened. What? what? <laughs> Becca's like, what? I'll tell you two things that happened and then I want to hear Becca's story with Tumblr. So first of all, apparently Tumblr is also doing his own merchandise. Crickets. But yeah, it is. So I'm like, okay. And secondly, Tumblr is actually allowing bloggers to have a tip jar to actually make a, like a quick buck and a bit of money when it comes to their content. She's all great. But my question is, who uses Tumblr? Who are you? 
I want to know who actually uses Tumblr anymore, if not for like shits and giggles to be like, oh, let's go back to memory lane and see what I was looking at. Twilight, I wasn't, by the way, or Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I was, and look at, you know, like little weird poems and little fun fiction from that. I don't know. I just found it so funny. There's been like two different things happened around Tumblr in the last 10 days. And I'm like, am I missing something? Should we go back to Tumblr now? Is that what it is? yeah like I'm like should I be putting this in the strategy like what's going on oh what a throwback I were you you a user Becca were you a user of Tumblr I was but I don't think I was a a power user if I'm honest I used to (laughs) I used to use it to look for sim related things because I used to play the sims a lot a woman after my own heart. Yeah. So it's on to try and find like new outfits and things like that, you know? And that was that was my primary like Tumblr purpose. But I wouldn't know if, if you asked me to log in now, as like as in I would be able to I understand the concept of a login, like username and password. But I'm like, I don't know what it was. I wouldn't be able to go back and look because that's disappeared out of my brain. It's so weird. The, the 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 tip jar type thing almost feels a little bit late. Shouldn't that have been around like 10, 10 years ago? <laughs> that is my problem. I think my problem is, I mean, there is beauty in going back to memory lane and think about, oh yeah, Tumblr, those back in those days when I was a teenager and I would actually scroll endlessly. Again, even the user experience was wild, by the way. So, you know, probably from our standards now. But yeah, when it comes to the tip jar, why introducing it now? Because my question is, are there any bloggers that have a, um, engaged their loyal following that would actually tip them? Because that's the thing, you know, you provide lots of value, you show up constantly, but it means also that your users come back consistently. And I'm like, is there actually a subset of people that are still wildly on Tumblr? Maybe they are. Maybe that's where, where, where memes go wild. I don't know. Uh, but you know it's it's been so interesting because it came up and obviously there was a bit of chatter around it and then it was like the week after it was like yeah Tumblr is now also doing merchandise and I'm and I'm asking myself who who, why so yeah I just thought I'll throw us back on memory lane talking about sims and Buffy and all those good things showing my age (laughs) just wanted to give us a bit of a lighter end to to like a really heated <laughs> I hit a segment on TikTok, which really, really, you can, you can see, you cannot see her, but you can feel Becca's blood boil kind of questioning what's going to happen next. So we shall see. Team, as always, I hope you enjoyed this. And we definitely want to know your thoughts, especially on things like TikTok. Do you still use Tumblr? If you are one of Tumblr users, please let us know. And how can you let us know? As always, you can uh, let me know at Fab Giovanetti or the love of Buffy on every possible channel and Becca where can people find out more about you you can find me at Becca Social everywhere not Tumblr though actually I should state that (laughs) we should now make sure that people know we're not back on Tumblr but we might do an account just for you if you request it if enough people request it that would be a really weird combination of things and um, you can obviously find out more from the news of the week at All Marketing School on Instagram, All Mark School on Twitter. And enrollments are open for the next round. We've got our spring round of All Marketing School. So if you want to join us, go to allmarketingschool.com learn to find out more 
check out our early bird offer before it runs out at the end of the month and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not brains and have fun along the way. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.